0: Running back has the best chance to be one of the better position groups for the Indianapolis Colts this season. But will Jonathan Taylor bounce back in 2023? What's Zach Moss's role going to look like? And who will be that third running back on the depth chart? Well, let's talk about it. Welcome to the horseshoe huddle podcast presented by fan nation on si.com part of the fans first sports network my name is andrew moore and i'm joined here by my co-host fellow writer at horseshoe huddle drake wally drake i hope you're enjoying your summer brother we still have about a month about a month till training camp kicks off but hey we're, we're still we're still talking about colts football which which is always fun to do how you doing man how's your week been
1: it's been a really good week and I I you know we're slowly approaching July fourth weekend, which you know for America is, is one heck of a, a time. So I know that um it, it's I think that one of the reasons that this lull period is still warranting so much coverage and content is because so much is different in Indianapolis now. I mean, it's it's a far cry from six months ago. What this team looked like in such a short time, everything's flip flopped and everything's new. So I think that's why there's no shortage of things to talk about. But now that we've talked about the quarterbacks, we're going to talk about the group that is probably going to assist the signal callers the absolute most in this type of offense, and that's the running backs.
0: Yeah, I would agree there. I, I think the running backs are still going to be a very crucial group to this offense, and and the running game may be uh, what this offense goes through here, at least to start the season. The chat is already up and firing Logan Schmidt coming in hot with a super chat appreciate you buddy great article on anthony richardson today yes the my rookie files on anthony richardson dropped this morning thank you so much logan for the for the support you're an absolute legend and i'm glad you enjoyed the piece uh it was very fun to write so again logan thank you so much uh we've got a cloud connected what's up my guy and then deep uh saying the gang's all here we still need stats matt to to get in the comments maybe he's he's running a late he quoted dad, he,
1: he, he, he quote read re, uh quote retweeted this so i assume he'll be in it some. yeah
0: he, he better he better <laughs> he's otherwise he's 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 slacking on his duties but hey guys <laughs> if you haven't done so already the ticker is showing you right now what to do like horseshoe huddle on facebook follow horseshoe huddle on twitter at colts on fn subscribe to horseshoe huddle on youtube hit that bell so you know whenever drake and i are going live and hit that like button on this video cool. if you're in join Drake and I's conversation about the running backs. If you can't listen to us live, you can get us on Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you listen to your podcasts, we're on there as well. And as we talk about the running backs tonight, if you feel so inclined and you want to get your your comment on the screen for us to talk about or if you have a question, throw a super chat our way and we will get to you ASAP. Absolutely ASAP. If you're going to be kind enough to give us a super chat, we're going to talk about that right away and Cody Wilson uh said I finally caught you guys live going to be a good night Cody we're glad you could catch us live always great to see you in the chat so so Drake Monday we talked about the quarterback position and really dove in there where we're going to continue our positional preview tonight with the running back position and and like I said to open the show uh running back is potentially one of the best Position groups uh, that the Colts have Uh, definitely depth wise, definitely star studded at the top with with Jonathan Taylor. And and it's a group that I think Shane Steichen is is pumped to have and can and can really utilize in in various ways.
1: Yeah, and I've probably uh, beat this drum to the point where it's like there's a hole in the dang thing, but I'm telling you, with what he did with the Philadelphia Eagles backfield, it just gets you super excited because this is a backfield that I think has even more upside, potentially, because, yes, Miles Sanders, great running back, but Jonathan Taylor is one of the few top-tier running backs that is just absolutely a massive threat against any defense. So I think that when you can somehow operate some kind of committee around him, what he did not have in 2021, by the way, I think that that could really elevate everybody's game in the backfield, which will elevate the quarterbacks, especially if it's Richardson. And that'll just help guy like Shane Steichen and Jim Bob Cooter, who's calling the offense, integrate everybody in that much more with such a young core.
0: And, and that's exactly who we're going to start with tonight. It is the guy that this offense has run through for the past two seasons, better part of the past two seasons. And that's Jonathan Taylor, uh, a down season in, in 2022 by his standards had had that ankle injury that that really I, I really think that was that held him back. Obviously, the offensive line issues didn't help, but. He missed six games last year, uh, was running on a bum ankle when he was healthy and and out there, and and it definitely slowed him down. So he obviously had ankle surgery this offseason to really clean up everything that was going on in there. That should be good to go. Taylor said himself that the goal is for him to be ready when training camp starts in a little bit over a month from now, so it doesn't seem like there's too much worry that JT is going to be back uh, at the end of July for when camp starts. So, so Drake, as we go into currently a contract year for Jonathan Taylor, uh, what are your expectations for for number twenty eight for the twenty twenty three season?
1: Well, I got a couple of points, and obviously these can be elaborated. But obviously, number one, first and foremost, is this: this offense will still run through Jonathan Taylor. Okay. Mm-hmm. Again, another thing that we've hit like a drum is that one of the biggest things that makes Anthony Richardson so intriguing with his athletic ability, his record-breaking athletic ability, is to have him with arguably the best one-cut running back. I mean, you give you give Jonathan Taylor one cut and you give him just a little lane, He will do to you what he did to the Patriots to seal off 2021's game against them and Lucas oil. He will go the distance. So it's one of those things where you have to continuously run the offense through Jonathan Taylor, at least until Richardson's up to speed. Um, I do kind of going back to it. He will be a crutch, a big crutch for whether it's Richardson or Minshew. Minshew's never had a running back like Taylor. He's never had a weapon like Taylor. So you're going to lean on him regardless of who the quarterback is. And he really has, and we, we, Obviously, we'll discuss this too, but he has a big chance to bounce back from a season that was a down year where he still averaged 78.3 yards per game, which is second best for his career. I mean, if he would have stayed playing the entire year, you're talking about probably 1,300 rushing yards on a bad team. So now you get all these great pieces around him and this new feel, this new breath of fresh air, uh, new athletic quarterback. It's just really interesting to see how a bounce back year could look for Jonathan Taylor because based off of his standards, last year was pretty dang low for him. Yeah. And
0: and you know, you know, I love my. My cliche sayings. I mean, the best ability is availability. I, I always, I always love to say that. But here's another one: a quarterback's best, a young quarterback's best friend is a strong running game, and that's absolutely true. And and yes, Shane Steichen did say we're going to throw to score points and we're going to run to win. But at the same time, I, at least early in the 2023 season, I really cannot see a way that the offense isn't run through Jonathan Taylor. Still, I mean. You have an all when healthy and an all pro and and a top two to three at worst running back in the NFL. In my opinion, when Jonathan Taylor is healthy and cooking, there's there's nobody better in the NFL at the running back position than Jonathan Taylor. So when when you're talking about that and you're talking about leaning on or needing to help ease Anthony Richardson into the NFL game having a Jonathan Taylor back there that you can hand the ball off to 20 to 25 times a game to alleviate that pressure Uh, it's 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 going to be such a big help and then as far as the expectations for Jonathan Taylor I think as long as he's healthy I think we see 2021 Jonathan Taylor will he put up the production that he did in 2021 I don't know about that that's a lot of that's a lot of rushing attempts. It's a lot of yardage, a lot of touchdowns. But I think you're going to see that that home run threat back with Jonathan Taylor, especially with Anthony Richardson in that backfield. You talk about all those RPOs and all those play actions. Uh well, just Anthony, the fact that Anthony Richardson is back there, defenses have to respect that. They have to respect that that. They don't have uh, Matt Ryan back there, where where <laughs> if it's going to be a, a handoff, there's no threat to Matt Ryan holding the ball and taking off outside of the Raiders game. Oh, uh, man, But but so you can imagine that the, when those linebackers just have to sit for that split second to, to wait and see whether it's Jonathan Taylor has the ball or it's Anthony Richardson that has the ball. I mean, we've seen it time and time again. That split second, maybe those linebackers pausing for a half second to a second Could be the difference between Jonathan Taylor just ripping one off. I really think they're going to to really complement each other well. Taylor's going to take the pressure off of Richardson, and the threat of Richardson running with the ball is really going to open things up for Jonathan Taylor and and possibly just freeze the the defense just long enough where Taylor can really start to break some break some big gains.
1: Yeah, and you know, to to, just briefly to go back to that twenty one season, I mean, you had pretty much Taylor. And then Naeem Hines, which was just a glaring red, like flashing light that we're we're throwing the football here. And he still was able to put up 1,811 rushing yards. And he did it with a post-injury Carson Wentz. And now you're looking at this team, you've got the most athletic quarterback and pretty much still the same offensive line for the most part. And all that, like going back to that offensive line in twenty one, they talked about uh, Glowinski. Mark Glowinski was arguably "quote unquote" the weakest link on the right guard position. If they can figure this out now in the current Colts roster with Fries and with Akior, you get that line shored up. Now you've got this committee backfield and this forward thinking play caller. I mean, it's really interesting to see or and or excuse me to see to think what Jonathan Taylor could do after watching what he did in a one-dimensional offense that basically had him as the exclusive playmaker.
0: Yeah, and and obviously there's there's always a chance that Jonathan Taylor maybe does take a step back. Maybe we t- we True. saw his peak in in 2021. And since we haven't really seen him yet, we weren't expecting to see him whether he was healthy or not at this point, but there there are still there could be a question around jonathan taylor so what is your biggest question about jt heading into the 2023 season
1: uh there's there's only a couple uh number 1 is can he replicate that insane 2021 performance um, as I just said, I think that the possibility lies there just for what's around him. What's, what's coaching the offense. And then of course, how healthy is he coming off of an ankle injury? He's a running back. Uh, while it's not a calf injury, or anything ACL related, it is still that lower extremity, which always gives you fits. It's, it's different when it's, you know, torso up. It's like, okay, shoulder, you can get over that, um, for a running back, but, how is he gonna come off of this ankle injury? He's re- rehabbing the heck out of it. I think that he's gonna be pretty close to hundred percent, but you just never know. So that's definitely the biggest question for me.
0: I honestly don't think that's probably, that's pretty much the only question is is around that ankle is how can he come back from that ankle surgery and, and everything. And I think we're gonna find out pretty damn quickly, to be honest, as soon as he, he we're, we can expect Jonathan Taylor to get plenty of run in training camp. I doubt we see Jonathan Taylor run much, if at all, in the preseason games. The only time we might see him, and and I still don't even know if this is the re- if we'll see him because of this, is if the Colts want to get Anthony Richardson some reps with Jonathan Taylor in a live game setting. I almost think that that just having those two in training camp together will be good enough, but we'll have to see how Shane Steichen kind of handles things uh, as far as players playing in these preseason games but that's that's really the the one and only question about jonathan taylor is about that ankle and and if he can come back solid and and ready to go week one and and it seems like from what we have heard from how the colts have talked from how jonathan taylor has talked about the injury they don't seem too concerned about it. He the the ankle is healing on schedule just how they thought it would. Uh, he feels good. It's it's really the ankle isn't it's not about really waiting for the pain to go away. It's more building up that strength again in that ankle so he is good to go. So it's 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 really it's really what we want to see uh as far as how that ankle heals up but but other than that and then i do want to shout out to deep here um he does say i want to see if jonathan taylor can be a better blocker that is something that he did struggle with in in 2022 and was it was it the ankle playing a part into it or not we'll have to see but but definitely being a better pass protector is something i think jonathan taylor could definitely work on in his game Uh, because not not he, there's not a perfect player out there. You can always improve on something. And I think if we had to had to pick one area that Jonathan Taylor could improve in, I'd say being a better better pass protector uh, is something that he could definitely work on.
1: Yeah, and also if you want to throw one more thing in there, just you know, just to be thorough, you could say that he could potentially contribute a little bit more to the passing attack. But um, definitely, if you're looking at the glaring thing he could improve on, it is pass protection for sure, to the right or left side. Right.
0: And and I think I, I think our, our answers are going to be very similar. And I think everybody uh, listening here can can kind of figure out what we think his impact is going to be in 2023. Uh but but how do you see how do you see that playing out when Jonathan Taylor is is on the field week one, hopefully from week one through week 17 or 18.
1: He's everything. I'm telling you, he's still the focal point of this offense. He might even be more important than he was when Carson Wentz was the quarterback. Uh, Wentz was a veteran. Richardson's a rookie. Reich had been coaching for a while. Steichen is in his first gig. I'm telling you, Jonathan Taylor is the centerpiece of this offense. Um, uh, both of my reasons have to factor into Anthony Richardson. He's going to make more explosive runs because he's got a runner as a quarterback and he's going to have more room potentially to work with in gaps with the added factor of Anthony Richardson, um, taking away defense's attention and everything else. Like you said, he just needs a split second. He's lightning in a bottle. I'm telling you, and if, if that ankle has, has healed up as, as it should, you could get right back to where he used to be a couple of years ago.
0: Yeah. And I don't, I don't think necessarily he has to have the production that, that he did in 2021 as, as stats. Matt says, I think JT gets less carries, but is more efficient. That's good. I think, I think he really just, uh, just needs to just needs to be there for Anthony Richardson and produce at the level that we know Jonathan Taylor can 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 produce that you know I mean he, he can produce on third down he can be your home run hitting uh, uh running back he can be a guy that you can really lean the offense on uh, he can he, while he I wouldn't say he's a receiving back per se like a Christian McCaffrey or an Alvin Kamara we've seen Jonathan Taylor do some pretty big damage as as a pass catcher when when he's been given the opportunity so it's, it's just all about, again, this season is all about Anthony Richardson and his development. That's really from a long-term perspective, all that matters about this season and again, the best thing that, that to take the pressure off of Anthony Richardson and make things easier is the threat of a very dangerous running game with Jonathan Taylor as the as the spearhead for that running game. And, and I I I fully believe that we're going to see uh, not only a a healthier Jonathan Taylor but a hungry Jonathan Taylor. I mean, it it seems like I mean his 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 twenty twenty one season was. It was literally just a year, a, like a year and a half to, to two years ago, not that far removed from that. And it seems like when you talk, when you talk to people around the league or or you see all these lists of people ranking the top running backs, I mean, Jonathan Taylor, a lot of times doesn't even show up in the top five you know? And, and it's like the disrespect that's just because he had a bum ankle. I mean, that doesn't take away the fact that when healthy, this guy is one of the most dangerous players in the NFL. I mean, 2021, there were some people that thought he deserved serious MVP considerations as well. So when you take a healthy Jonathan Taylor, uh, you're hoping a revamped, uh, and in a, and a hungry offensive line, plus hearing all the outside noise that, players say they stay away from but i know jonathan taylor hears that he's going to want to go out there and prove people wrong and show that he is still one of the dominant running backs in the nfl well
1: in one I agree with everything that you just said. And one last point is that he had 332 um, carries from the, from the backfield in 2021 for five and a half yards of carry. Now it's going to be hard to get that same average back, but I'm telling you, I'd be perfectly fine with sub 300 carries from Jonathan Taylor. I would be okay with that because Mm -hmm. you're conserving that longevity and you're not asking him to do everything. You've got the kind of backfield now where you can not have to lean on him for every single thing. So that's gotta be nice for Jonathan.
0: And Logan Schmidt says here he's got four more years of elite play than after he will still be productive. And and that's why I don't have a problem with paying Jonathan Taylor a new contract, and the Indianapolis Colts certainly don't have that problem either. I would expect a new deal to be done uh, at the very latest before week one, uh, but I know the Colts and Jonathan Taylor want to work and try to get a deal done before camp even gets underway so we'll we'll see what happens there but but rushed assured Jonathan Taylor is going to be locked up with the Colts long term. So let's move it to, along to the next running back on the list, a guy that honestly really impressed me to end last season, and that's Zach Moss. After the Colts traded away Naheem Hines to the Buffalo Bills and got Zach Moss in return, uh, and Jonathan Taylor shortly after that, Jonathan Taylor went down with his ankle injury. Zach Moss really stepped up into that starting running back role, and, and for the most part, really performed well. And I thought he earned the uh, shot to be that running back, to. For this season and and I think he could be pretty productive so in in his first full season with the Colts what are your expectations for Zach Moss Drake uh for the 2023 season
1: man I I really I mean we even went to that that uh, week 18 Houston Texans game at Luke Soil and Zach Moss I believe had over 100 rushing yards I mean he was When he got when he had to actually carry the offense with Jonathan Taylor on the sideline, he played pretty well. I think that he can be a nice relief or change of pace back for Jonathan Taylor. Give him a breather. You're still not you're still getting a a nice versatile back. I do think that he will get action as far as, as as far as more carries this season and goal line work. I think that you, I mean, obviously you have Richardson, you have Taylor, but man, if you want to get a different type of feel on a goal line or short yarded situation, this is a guy who can still be a downhill runner and can, you know, puncture a defense and get those extra yards. So I really like his, I really like his role in this offense, but it's really at the end of the day to give Jonathan Taylor a breather that he needs to, again, just extend that longevity for your superstar.
0: Yeah, and I I feel like, and and with all due respect to Naheem Hines, I feel like Zach Moss is a better fit as a backup to Jonathan Taylor than what Naheem Hines was, just because I think Zach Moss is... is is a similar back to Jonathan Taylor in that they're both they're not the biggest guys but they're both still big enough they're both stocky they both have home run speed they both hit the hit that hole with with a lot of burst and acceleration um and so i i think i think when you see a Zach Moss and if Jonathan Taylor needs to take a break Zach Moss can come in and the offense doesn't really have to change much they don't really need to stay they can just kind of stay on on track because Zach Moss can do uh, a lot of the same different style of running that Jonathan Taylor. And I'm not saying they're definitely the same player. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that'd be <laughs> blasphemy. But, <laughs> but I think you mean, you get what I mean. They're, they don't have to change the offense for Zach Moss. Zach Moss can do a lot of the same things that Jonathan Taylor can do. And, and I do expect a more committee approach. I, I mean, I still expect Jonathan Taylor to get. 70 75 percent of the running back snap to running back carries but when he does need a breather or or he does there is a a need for a change of pace i think zach moss is a better pass blocker than that jonathan taylor is so in those kind of situations you could bring zach moss in as well so i i i fully expect zach moss to be running back too and and i don't think we're going to see like a huge like a thousand yard season but but you could But Zach Moss is just going to be that guy that can come in whenever you need him to be to get get those hard yards maybe you keep really could see some more red zone or goal line packages like you said Drake but but you're very comfortable having Zach Moss as your backup running back.
1: Yeah and he's uh, you know obviously like you said he's not Jonathan Taylor but the style just fits because again this is not this is not to fall upon Na- Naeem Hines it's not his fault he was with the Colts okay so it just You you knew that it was going to be a passing situation when he came in. You're not going to put your quarterback directly under center and put Naeem Hines behind him on a goal line situation. That's just not happening. So you can do that with Zach Moss. He's probably going to be a better pass blocker because he's more of that bowling ball style type of body build where he's going to put a lick on somebody who's coming to the quarterback. So I just think that at the end of the day, like you said, he just fits this system way better, and I think that he's going to really fit being Jonathan Taylor's handcuff too
0: yeah and obviously i since since he's not at the level of of Jonathan Taylor there are more questions that that surround Zach Moss heading into the season what's the biggest question that you have for Zach Moss as we head into the season
1: you know, it's how is he going to factor into the offense with a full year, with a full uh, off season, But also, can he build in his own role now, not the lead back, but can he build off of that efficiency that he showed at the end of 2022? Because I'm telling you, at times it seemed like he was the only constant thing on the Colts offense. And he's a backup. He wasn't supposed to have to take the, the reins like that. So I'm really intrigued to see where he's going to operate in all of this. But I i can't wait to see a full off season and how he's going to you know, perform in his role as the backup running back to Taylor.
0: I think Zach Moss is going to have some extra motivation too, because he's in a contract year himself. And with Jonathan Taylor getting a big extension here this summer, I can put the the chances that Zach Moss returns to the Colts probably close to zero because not only is, not only is Jonathan Taylor getting that extension, but the Colts just drafted Evan Hall. And the Colts have Evan Hall for the next four years on that rookie deal. So they're hoping Evan Hall can can kind of become that that backup to Jonathan Taylor uh, because you don't want to pay two running backs big money, that's for sure. So, so Zach Moss, this is probably his last season with the Colts, his one and only full season with the Colts unless something happens. But when, when you talk about that, when he's out there, he's going to want to make the most of his opportunities. He's going to want to come in, impress, show what he can do. So that way he can earn a second contract or, or possibly earn an opportunity to be the lead back somewhere else next season. So when you kind of think about it, that way, I think there's going to be extra motivation for Zach Moss to make the most of his opportunities, to really go and show the full the full Zach Moss experience, what he has to offer. Not only can he be a, a top-rated blocker, but he can be a running back that you can count on to get. 4 to 5 yards every touch and and continue to move the chains. So can he build off of that 2022 and and how does being in a contract year really affect him? Does it affect him for the good where he goes out there and performs well or does he start pushing too much and we start to see him s- slide back where he's not as effective as he was? Last season, towards the end of the season, towards the end of the year, but in 2023 here, we already talked about how we expect him to be the the running back. To what type of impact do you think he's going to have for this Colts offense?
1: Oh well, two things. Uh, number one is what we already talked about is is I think that he's going to be a massive impact for Jonathan Taylor. He's going to kind of be able to help Taylor maximize those reps rather than have to lean on one guy to do everything from the backfield in a position that is somehow losing its value. Um, and also I think that he is, he can almost operate as a three down back with receiving upside and, you know, he can also be impactful in the blocking, which is something that the Colts were really lacking in their, in their other running backs and Taylor can improve. And so I think those are two ways he's going to be impactful. And also he could be a mentor to a guy like Evan Hall.
0: Yeah, I, I like that. I didn't even think of that, about being a mentor. Uh, but, but we already know, we know Jonathan Taylor is going to be the captain of that group, but you, you're, you have, a quote-unquote veteran running back group outside of Evan Hall with Taylor Moss and Jackson, and and so it's a good group to have. I, I think his impact is going to be that that you you don't have to solely rely on on Jonathan Taylor. Uh, you don't have to make sure he gets eighty to eighty-five percent of those carries, and and you run him down before before the end of the season. You can kind of you can kind of take things slow, and and you don't have to necessarily put all that pressure on Jonathan Taylor because you have a suitable running back in Zach Moss. But I think we're going to see a lot more third down uh, play or snaps for Zach Moss than a lot of people expect just because of his, 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 his ability as a blocker and, and to be out there with Anthony Richardson or Gardner Minshew on those tough third down, third down plays when they're sending extra blitzers or, or that just to help on the chip on the edge, things of that nature. Evan Hall might be able to take that over as, as the season goes along. And I'm sure we'll see Jonathan Taylor with plenty of third down snaps as well, but I think that could be a primary role for Zach Moss uh, in regards to where we see him the most. And then as well as backing up Jonathan Taylor throughout the season.
1: Yeah. And everybody, I was just going to say real quick, it's uh it's one of those things where it's, it's just going to be awesome to see Taylor not have to shoulder the entire offensive load mm-hmm. and actually have a little bit of relief. I'm, I'm all for it all day.
0: And then we get to the next the next kind of group or the or maybe the next battle for the running back position. And that's Evan Hall versus Deion Jackson. So and, and it very well could be that both of these guys make the roster. In my way too early roster prediction, I did have both of these guys. I had the Colts keeping four running backs. Uh before and uh, before we get that stats, Matt says Moss is an elite blocker out of the backfield, according to Pro Football Focus. So I just kind of go. re- reinforces what we were saying there but Evan Hall versus Deion Jackson for that third running back role for that maybe the pass catching running back per se out of those two so it's going to be interesting to see really what uh how the Colts go with this and, and who they put in, where does it start out as Dion Jackson and go to Evan Hall? Does Evan Hall win it from the start? Cause I know the Colts really like and, and what they've seen from Evan Hall so far. And he's really impressed coaches throughout OTAs and, and many camps. So, so Drake, when you're looking at this battle between these two running backs, um, kind of kind of size up what, what, what you see, from hall and what you see from jackson and and how they can help this team
1: man deon jackson last season actually played pretty dang well i know that there was one game he had like 10 catches i believe it was against the jags when there was no jonathan taylor he was mm-hmm. literally the starter and still had 10 receptions. So this is a guy that can clearly receive out of the backfield. He can take those handoffs. He can produce. I mean, he did have kind of about 3.4 or 3.5 yards per carry. So I think that that is actually where Evan Hall might have an advantage because I do think Evan Hall is probably a better receiving back and he has a downhill running style where he will fight for those extra yards and he'll put his paths down. Um, in fact, I believe last season he had 55 catches at Northwestern, 221 attempts. He had almost a thousand rushing yards and the guy's 210 pounds for a, re- for a receiving back. That's pretty, that's a lot to bring down. He's about six feet, 210 pounds. So, I I think that he's going to have the edge of the two showcasing better receiving uh, skills and also, like I said, being potentially a better runner with the football. But Jackson's going to have that edge knowing the system in Indianapolis, and he understands that he has to be a better pure running back to actually get a spot on the team while also boosting those receiving skills. So it's going to be a lot of fun, actually, maybe an underrated battle to watch.
0: I think it will be underrated, and and I think at this point the edge probably has to go to Hall uh, because he was a draft pick, he has impressed, and and he was the the best receiving back in this draft class. I mean, I when I made my All Fits team for for this draft class, Evan Hall was right there because the Colts needed a, a receiving back. Who else would be the best than to take the best one in this class? And that's exactly what they did. I mean, he's 210 pounds, so so he's not he's not a scrawny little guy either. When he gets the ball in his hands, he can pack a hit, and and he's like a little bowling ball out there, very shifty uh, type of runner. Uh, when he has the ball in his hands too, uh, so so when you're talking about just just what the Colts need, because the Colts are pretty set at the top with Jonathan Taylor and and with Zach Moss. But when you're talking about the biggest threat in the passing game, that's Evan Hall. And Deion Jackson has shown that he can do that as well. Like you mentioned, I was going to bring this up, the 10-catch game earlier this season. So when he's had those opportunities, he has made the most of them. But with Evan Hall coming in, already impressing coaches and just having a little bit different style than, than Deion Jackson. I think he's going to have a, a, a bigger opportunity to showcase that in, in those various situations. Deion Jackson, I could see being more of a almost like a third running back as far as when he needs to run the ball in between the tackles. But as far as receiving, I think Evan Hall has the edge.
1: Yeah, and he's – I really do believe that's one of the biggest reasons, if not the biggest reason, that the Colts brought him in is because he he brings a different threat than just receiving back. While he has these insane receiving abilities out of the backfield, again, this is a guy who's built like a guy who could take some handoffs. He runs like a guy who could take some handoffs. He runs like a guy who could take some handoffs, potentially not even from a shotgun set. So, I mean, this this is a more complete – I uh, I know we keep saying Naeem Hines, but it's just the size of Naeem Hines that really didn't fit the Colts. This is a more complete version of Naeem Hines, but maybe even a more versatile version of Deion Jackson. So I really do think it's intriguing to to see what Steichen's got planned for Evan Hall and, and how he's going to factor into third downs and you know maybe third down and eights or nines and what kind of passing plays he's going to be involved in.
0: It is. It is going to be fun to watch Evan Hall, kind of how he is used in Steichen's offense, what when, and what roles, uh, where whether he's put out into the slot and some, or if he's really just kind of standard in the backfield, or is he kind used more all around the formation? So I think you have a lot of different options there with Evan Hall. But yeah, I think at this point. And and obviously a lot of things can change in training camp, but they want to get that rookie out there. And, and they brought him in here to be that pass catching running back. So I think Evan Hall will have that advantage. Do you see any surprises coming out of this uh, this running back group or or any surprise like players that are trying to sneak their way into making this final roster outside of the top four that we've talked about?
1: I know we've I know we've heard a little bit about Jake Funk. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, we've kind of heard some some mullings about that. Uh, I I really think that the four guys we covered are the top four for the position. But that's if you're looking for a surprise, that's one name that I would look for is just because I keep hearing it. Um, but it's really a cut and dry group, uh, for the Colts, maybe even the most, one of the most cut and dry, um, the whole versus Jackson battle. I do think that could surprise just either way it goes because both guys are, one's a rookie and one is kind of unproven. He hasn't really, I mean, he's had some opportunity, but Deion Jackson really hasn't had a huge smorgasbord of chances. So that's a really cool one to watch. And I am, I will be surprised, uh, I guess we're talking about the season, if I start seeing Jonathan Taylor sit more and Zach Moss is taking more of those third down rolls or maybe more of those short yardage rolls, you're kind of thinking is the is the ankle you know up to speed. So I'm I'm intrigued to see if if Taylor's gonna be sitting more or if he's gonna be out there, like you said, those 85, 80% of the snaps for the for the running backs.
0: Yeah, I, I think really you you nailed it on the head there. The only surprise that I can really think of at the running back position would be if Jake Funk supplanted maybe a Dion Jackson as as that fourth yeah, yeah. running back. But but yeah. as of right now, I don't know if they are quite yet. But but we'll have to see. Fun fact about Jake Funk: he is uh, actually married to uh, a former contestant of The Bachelor. For for every, anyone that cares about anything <laughs> that that sort of thing, but I digress. Nice. No, I don't. I don't think there's going to be any surprises really with this group. I I. Think I think this group is. One of the only groups on the Colts That you don't have to worry about You have your solid top two in Taylor and Moss You have your receiving options In Evan Hall and and Deion Jackson Deion Jackson can play some special teams I would assume Evan Hall Who who has special teams experience uh, At Northwestern He will be able to get in there On special teams as well But I would assume that those four Are going to be the four that make this roster and, And they're all going to contribute In a variety of ways And and who knows, we may see all four of them take a carry uh, during a game because we know with the Philadelphia Eagles last year, Shane Steichen likes to use a plethora of running backs. So uh, when you have four four solid running backs, options that you believe in uh not a bad thing to have so to to cap off this episode drake uh, i think we already have established our our depth chart order for this group but give me your depth chart for the the running backs of the indianapolis colts as we head into the season
1: yeah it obviously it's john for me it's jonathan taylor's running back one running back two is zach moss now running back three i i'm confident it's going to be evan hall and I think that running back four is going to be Deion Jackson. Um, really the only one that's in question are those last two. But, I, again, I just think Evan Hall has more of a complete package of what the Colts are looking for. And, again, he's on that rookie deal, and they're going to have four years to mold him.
0: Yep. Taylor, Moss, Hall, Jackson, I would go with the same four in that order. Uh, I think you you might see those those, top, those bottom two used in different in different capacities maybe maybe one game Jackson is the running back three maybe another game Hall is the running back three I think those two are going to be pretty interchangeable depending on the opponent again Shane Steichen likes to switch things up depending on the opponent he's not locked into a to a specific order so I think that'll be interesting to watch but i think colt's fans can feel very comfortable about this running back group and and the kind of success that this running back group can have in Shane Steichen's offense in 2020 Three, so that's our show for this evening, guys. Really fun talking about uh, an exciting group of running backs for the Indianapolis Colts that I think is going to have a very productive year uh, in the 2023 season. I want to give a shout out to Stats Matt. Uh, Josh joined us late. Uh, thank you so much for joining. Good to see you, Sky. Deep, Logan, Logan with the the super chat tonight. Really appreciate that. Nathan, Marvin Fox, Cody Wilson, uh, Cloud Connected, everybody that joined tonight. Thank you all so much. It It was a lot of fun talking about the running back position. And if you haven't done so already, please go ahead and follow us on all the things on social media. Go ahead and like Horseshoe Huddle on Facebook. Go ahead and follow at Colts on FN on Twitter. Subscribe to Worshu Uddle on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoyed it and hit that bell so you know whenever Drake and I are going live, whenever Destin and Shad are going live because we'll still be pushing Colts content out all summer long as we get closer and closer to training camp. And if you can't listen to us live, apple spotify google wherever you get your podcast, we're on there as well leave us a five star rating and review it we really appreciate that as well drake you've been writing away as always pushing out content on horseshoehuddle.com. what can the people go check out
1: uh i just did one about uh there, there was a that michael Pittman jr was designated as overvalued in fantasy football and i can understand where that came from. And so basically I break down why that was the case and how he could bounce back with a, with a new feel that's in the Colts building. And of course, three reasons that patience is going to be the most important for the Colts to hit their full potential.
0: The, the patience one is key if you've been watching our show you know we've been preaching that All uh, for weeks go, def, definitely go check that one out and I'm going to throw up stats Matt's comment read the rookie files yes my rookie files piece on Anthony Richardson dropped this morning that one was a lot of fun to write Anthony Richardson has a hell of a story uh, from growing up in Miami uh, to, to the impact his family had on him uh, suffering a tragic loss in that family and, and just everything that went in to the upbringing of Anthony Richardson. So please, please, please go check that out. It'd mean a lot to me. Uh, Really fun piece. and I'm going to do that on every single one of these rookies in the Colts 2023 draft class. So you can expect Juju Brents next week, Josh Downs, and and possibly even Blake Freeland. We might be able to fit three in next week. So definitely go check those out. You can follow Drake at D Walster Drake. You can follow me at Andrew Moore NFL, and we will be back Monday night to talk about the wide receivers for the Indianapolis Colts and what that might mean for this offense. So until then, everybody, enjoy your weekend and have a good one.